My name is Michael Munger. I'm a professor at Duke University. I'm also a fellow at the American Institute for Economic Research and at the Independent Institute. But the views and opinions expressed here are mine alone, the fault of no one else. This is a new podcast. It's entitled, The Answer is Transaction Costs. This podcast will be a weekly discussion of the role of transaction costs in shaping almost every aspect of the political and economic world around us. Once you start to think in terms of transaction costs, it's hard to think in any other way. So, welcome to Tidy C. I thought they'd talk about a system where there were no transaction costs, but it's an imaginary system. There always are transaction costs. When it is costly to transact, institutions matter. And it is costly to transact. Welcome to Tidy C. Let me tell you a little bit about my plan for the podcast. The format will be fast-paced. Generally, I'll start with letters from last week. By letters, of course, I mean email. You can contact the program at tidyc.email at gmail.com. That's T-A-I-T-C dot email at gmail.com. I'll be happy to answer questions. I may not be able to get to all of them every week. I may group them a little bit week by week but I'd be happy to hear from you. Second, I'll introduce a topic of the week. Often it'll be a puzzle or some question. And then third, I'll explain why transaction cost explains the mystery. Why it is that an understanding of transactions cost explains things that if we look at them might not make any sense. Fourth, and this will be a big part of the show, I'll do this week's economics joke or twedge. This week's economics joke, and I'm going to start with the first of those this week. Now, economics jokes generally are not very funny, but they often can be insightful. And again, I'm counting on you to help me out. I need to put together a list of economics jokes because I'm going to need one every week. Fifth, I'm going to give an answer to the previous week's homework. That is, at the end of every show, I'm going to give an assignment or ask a question And then this, again, will be something a bit like a a puzzle or a problem, and it's often something that I myself don't understand. Last, I'll give the homework for next week. So each week, I'll give what I think is the answer to the previous week and then the next week's homework for us to work on next time. Now, the reason why I've named Tidy C, as I have, is that... I became convinced that the answer to almost every question is transaction cost. And a lot of you have probably heard me tell this story, but it happened in 1984 when I was defending my dissertation thesis at Washington University in St. Louis. And I was finishing a PhD in economics, and there were several people on my dissertation committee, including my dissertation chair, Barry Weingast, but another member of the committee was Douglas North. Now, this was before Douglas North won the Nobel Prize in economics in 1993, but even then, he was a pretty scary guy. And at your dissertation defense, it's pretty intimidating. There's a room full of people listening. There's a panel of faculty asking questions. And I remember that Douglas North asked me a question, and I had no idea what he was asking, much less did I know what the answer was. So I did what economists often do if they don't know the answer to a question, and that is I went to the board and started writing equations using chalk. 
Now, the reason this is an effective strategy is that it's also what economists do if they think they do know the answer. So it's what economists call a pooling equilibrium. I was able to hide behind the fact that I was just stalling by writing up equations. After almost probably two minutes of me scratching on the board, Doug said, Michael, Michael, and he raised his hand toward me and said in a voice that you might use to address a well-loved but not terribly bright child, Michael, the answer is transaction costs. And I later came to realize that for Douglas North, it didn't matter what the question was. The answer to every question is transaction costs. And in the following decades, I realized that he actually is probably right. He has a point. Now, that was nearly 40 years ago. And in the intervening time, I have tried to learn about applications of transaction cost and to understand the interactions between transaction cost and what economists call institutions or the rules of the game. So every week, I'm going to look at an institution, a practice, a, 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 a habit, and then ask the question, why do we do this? But you already know the answer is going to be transaction costs. But exploring the particular way that that works is going to be the meat of this podcast. Now, as I promised, every week there will be a twedge. This week's economics joke. And this week's economics joke is one that was often told by a friend of mine who recently passed away, uh, Jeffrey Brennan who was a professor at Australian National University and also at Duke University. Um, and this was a joke that he felt very passionately illustrates an important point in economics. So uh, I'll warn you in advance, uh, all twedges are not funny. And so this week's economics joke is also not funny, but I do think it's insightful. A priest, a psychiatrist, and an economist are all great friends. They spend time together whenever they can, and it turns out they're avid golfers. They play together most Mondays, unless the weather's just terrible, and they enjoy trying out different golf courses that are available in their area. One Monday, they're having their usual round, and by the seventh tee, they catch up to the foursome that's playing ahead of them. Now, the group is agonizingly slow. It's taking forever to find and hit their balls. They always seem to be playing from the rough or the woods. They three or four putt every green. The threesome is getting pretty impatient. Now, for a few holes, they hope that the foursome might call them through. But by the time they get to the turn at the beginning of the 10th hole, they get exasperated. So on the 11th tee, they blast their drives down the fairway in quick succession right in the middle of the foursome ahead of them, which is just outrageous manners. They yell out four, but they know that they're violating the rules of golf by playing through without warning the group ahead in advance. Now the foursome in front, they kind of fall to the ground. They put their hands over the head each time the group behind them hits through. And at this point, the marshal of the course comes hurrying up to the tee in his cart and starts shouting, pardon me, gentlemen, but I, I hope you do realize that that group playing ahead of you, they're all legally blind. Now the priest is horrified. Oh, here I am, he says, supposed to be preaching peace on earth, goodwill towards humanity, and I'm, I'm blasting my ball into the midst of a group of poor blind folk. This is terrible. The psychiatrist is embarrassed and remorseful. Oh, you're right. This is terrible. I'm supposed to be listening to people on my couch, relieving them of all their anxieties. And here I am terrorizing these poor guys. 
The economist stares up at the sky for a moment and then he agrees. You know, you fellows are absolutely right. This is terrible. Those blokes should all be playing at night. Now, as I said, this joke is not very funny, but the insight that it's supposed to contain is that in terms of the way to maximize the value of this resource, people playing golf, most of us would have a very difficult time playing at night. People who were blind, if it were possible for them to pay and to play at night, that would be a much better use of the resource, particularly in the winter when it gets dark early. So Jeff Brennan's point was that what was preventing in this case an efficient use of the resource was the transaction cost of organizing an alternative way of delivering golf services. Now, I never saw anyone be very persuaded by Jeffrey saying that this joke is a deep insight. They mostly found it a little bit offensive. But I wanted to tell it as the first twedge as a way of honoring Jeffrey's memory and to say that once you start to think in terms of transactions cost, it's going to change the way that you see the world. So welcome to Tidy C. Almost nothing is actually being devoted to its highest valued use in the abstract. Why? Well, the answer is transaction costs.